This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Today on Voice of Change, we're going to have a bit of a play date. And we're going to have a bit of a play date with God. And we're going to do that in the form of chatting with Laura Bogus. Now, Laura is going to be my guest here. And she has an MA in clinical psychology and works at a medical rehabilitation unit. And she does counseling with individuals and families going through traumatic medical diagnosis, such as brain injury, spinal cord injury, as well as strokes. And she is actually the author of a very beautiful book, a spiritual practice book that's called Playdates with God, Having a Childlike Faith in a Grown-Up World. She's also written Waiting for Neruda's Memoirs and the novel Mildred's Garden. Now, that is a beautiful book as well, beautiful novel based on the story of a refugee. And she's also in the process of earning a Master Naturalist Certificate. And she enjoys the feel of bare feet in the grass, bird watching, as well as gardening. And she's been a lay preacher since 2012. And she lives in West Virginia, where she's empty nesting currently with her husband, Jeff. And it's so incredible to have her with me because Playdates with God, of course, is Laura's book. But we actually going to be getting in deeper into play dates what does this actually look like how do we introduce play into our lives as a spiritual practice and i really want to encourage you if you're sitting there and you're listening to me and you're thinking play dates with god that sounds strange or actually that sounds quite interesting well i want to encourage you to step into this moment with myself and laura to go, hey God, maybe you're challenging me on a different way to pray, on a different way to be, on a different way for me to be with you, to connect with you. Because playdates you will hear is not just about, you know, having a once off time with God or setting some time aside every now and then, but it's actually a practice that we can be disciplined in every single week. And it's something that I believe our hearts need. We are in August already. And we know that we are halfway through the year. We know that we have been going through some hectic stuff, especially in South Africa, as we endure taxi violence, as we endure busyness on the road. The traffic is crazy. As we endure a lot of things as South Africans. And it does affect our mental health, which also affects our spirituality and our spiritual health and our spiritual life. And I believe that play dates and playing and just giving ourselves that permission to play is so essential to feeling renewed, restored and energized in our relationship with God. So don't go anywhere because Laura is with me after this to inspire our hearts with the reality of play. I hope that today you have come ready to be stirred, inspired, and really just warmed in your heart to just be thinking about your time that you spend with God in a different way. I hope that today we, together with me and Laura, who I'm going to say hello to in a few minutes, you know, we're going to be really getting into having this childlike faith and how do we do that even as an adult? How do we, you know, really get to a point where our hearts are stirred to consider different ways of spending time with God, a different way of being with him, of abiding with him, of praying, 
um, what does that really mean to us? And also just getting into kind of being stirred again. We know that life is tough. We know we are, you know, over halfway through 2023, which is crazy. A lot of people feeling tired, lots of things happening. And sometimes that, that takes a toll on our faith and how we spend time with God, how we think we should be spending time with God. And so I have really, I'm so excited to welcome Laura onto the show and to just be chatting about in a kind of new ways of thinking of how we can spend time with God and, and you know, how he knows us and how we can know him in different ways. So Laura, it's so great to have you here with me today for a conversation, which I think is going to be very, very powerful and also a blessing to those who are listening. So welcome to the show today. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Now, I want to, you know, say and ask you something right from the beginning. You know, oftentimes we think as as Christians, as believers, we think, okay, you know, we hear a lot like, okay, read your Bible, pray every day. There was that little song that we learned when we were younger, read your Bible, pray every day, and you will grow, grow, grow. You know, there's yeah. only... There's yeah. only one way to do this, read your Bible, pray every day, right? But yeah. that sometimes almost becomes something that feels like work. You know, it's kind of like a checklist. Uh, you pray, read your Bible every day so you don't feel guilty. So it does kind of sometimes become about how we feel. What can I get out of this? But how do we begin to maybe think about our time spent with God differently and how we are doing time with God differently? Because truthfully, sometimes reading your Bible and praying in the way that we are taught to can often feel more of, of a work situation. It's taking energy from you because you got to get into a space. You know, you got to pray. You've got to read your Bible. And it almost takes energy out of you and it's not reviving to you. How, you know, you've been on such a journey with this for such a long time. Take us into the insights of that. Of How can we begin to see this differently? That's such a good question because we have been sort of ingrained with this idea of spiritual disciplines, spiritual practices, and the traditional ones of uh, scripture reading, memorization, prayer, these are all so wonderful, such good things, such mm. great ways to hear and meet with God. Um, but we are frail humans and we go through these seasons in life, right? And mm. um, play dates with God grew out of a dry season for me in my spiritual life where I was doing all those things, all the same things I had done that used to bring me so much life in my spiritual life. Um, I was having regular Bible study with um, my women's group. I was spending time in prayer every morning. I was, um, reading and memorizing scripture, but I just found that I was coming up empty and I was feeling further and further away from God rather than closer. And that's the definition of a spiritual practice, right? It's supposed to be something that brings you closer in relationship with God, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and I was finding that all the things that worked for me in the past just were not 
doing it anymore. And I sort of stumbled into this by accident. Um, the, the opening story in the book about the trampoline. I don't know if you remember that one. Mm. And I was, um, it was, it was winter, it was snowing. And I had um, taken the dog outside and I heard these voices just laughing, laughter, traveling through this dense atmosphere of precipitation. And I just felt this pool in my spirit, like, what, where is this joy coming from? And, and, and I felt deep inside of me, something recognized that. And so I followed the voices through the snow and I discovered, um, these young boys in my neighborhood jumping on a trampoline in the middle of a snowy day. And they were slipping and sliding and laughing so hard. And something inside of me was just like, oh, I remember that feeling of joy and joy in my relationship with God. And I was so dry and and I longed for that so, so much that the next time I had a chance, I surreptitiously sneaked into my neighbor's yard (laughs) and, and climbed onto their trampoline. Well, I knocked on the door first, but no one was home. Thank goodness for that, because (laughs) I don't know what I would have said. I was like, please, I feel like God is telling me to jump on your trampoline. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I, I did, I jumped and it was so freeing and so exhilarating and so frightening to me as a middle-aged woman I think maybe the last time I jumped on a trampoline was in my middle school gym class um, Mm. as a young girl. And something about my feet leaving the earth and catching that free air, it just had me, I was just riddled with giggles. And I just kind of fell in a heap on that trampoline and I felt God there with me so strongly and so sweetly. And I made him a promise in that moment that I would not forget that feeling and that I would pursue that type of joy with him in my life. And that was the beginning of a wonderful adventure for me. Mm. Mm. I love that. And your, the book that you wrote called Playdates with God, uh, I remember that image that you painted so, so well, because I think it's a question that we can ask ourselves and even to people who are listening, you know, when last did you experience that kind of joy? And isn't it that when we experience joy and when we feel that presence of God, that goodness of God is often when we let go of control when we let go of the fact of like everything has to be in this neat box, you know, this is how we pray or we're used to doing it like this. We have a formula sometimes if we're honest with ourselves and then we have to relinquish the control and just be in a moment with God. And you started going on these play dates with God. Tell us more about the play dates. Like what did God start to lead you on this journey and what was it like for you? Yes, it was um, 
such a lovely time in my life. I decided that once a week I would um, get out of my comfort zone, go somewhere new or just um, beautiful mm-hmm. by myself with God and um, and make it almost like a date, um, sort of modeled after um, Julia Cameron's artist dates, if you're familiar with the mm. artist's way. So you go by yourself because there's a lot of internal dialogue, a lot. I mean, it was a prayerful time for me, but um, anyone looking at me from the outside would never know. And I I felt so sneaky and almost felt like I was having a secret tryst with a lover, you know, <laughs> and I would um, just uh, go to museums and, and parks and um, atriums. And um, sometimes if the schedule didn't permit, I would just sit under a tree in my backyard and um, look around and, and see my regular world in a new and different way. Um, and it it was, it was such a wonderful time in my life. Um, because I felt cherished and I was growing in a way that I never had anticipated that my spiritual life needed to grow. Um, the internal life, that contemplative life, it was it was not something that my um, my re- my church sort of um, talked about much. Was your your intimate personal life with God, um, and it was very new to me. Hmm. Um, so yeah, we had we had some good times, me and the hmm. Creator one. Hmm. <laughs> I love that. And uh, recently, I think it was at the beginning of this week, actually, um, I saw something that someone posted on social media and they said, you know, we've all heard of triggers, the things that trigger us in life. And it's it's mm-hmm. towards a bad thing. But have we heard enough about glimmers and glimmers mm. are moments, you know, it can even last a few seconds where there is something that takes place. You know, and it's this experience of of the goodness of God, the goodness of the moment. There is a heaven meets earth moment, and uh, it's there you've experienced something that is beautiful, joyful, and it's it's not explainable. Uh, and we need to be people who not just focus on the triggers, which we know are there. Uh, for many people, if they're dealing with different things in life, we talk so much about it. But what about the glimmers, the moments where the the world almost seems to slow down and there's exactly. this magic that happens? And yeah, how do we into that, how that do we time, right? Yeah, exactly. How do we almost, you know, get to that point where mm-hmm. I mean that was obviously a journey that God led you on as well. But I think that yeah. so many people can relate to that. And even if if we're honest with ourselves uh, listening today, we can say maybe I'm feeling like that. I'm feeling dry. Like I'm still going to my Bible study every Wednesday night. 
I'm still going to church. I'm still reading the Bible, but I'm feeling that dryness. And I want that magic with God. I want to be stirred and have those glimmers. How do we actually get to that point? How does someone begin to step in to a space like that in themselves and with God to say, okay, God, you can disrupt my program now. (laughs) And uh, how do we do this? Yeah, that's a, that's a, it's a tricky process. It for sure is because we, as grownups, we tend to evaluate everything by the product, right? Mm. The visible um, fruit that, that you can see, Um, you know, if I memorize a scripture, well, then I can repeat that to you, right? But when there's internal growth, it's not quite that easy to see not for others and we can we can let that lead us to a place where we feel guilty or selfish or um, self-indulgent but if we um, if we invest in our spiritual life in that way, then the fruit will be self-reinforcing. And that's one definition of true play, right? It's something that you want to continue and do over and over. It is, it's self-reinforcing. You don't have to have a product in the end. It's Mm. just something that you can get totally lost in. And for me, that it required a commitment I made a commitment to God that once a week I was going to do this thing. And just like any spiritual practice, um, play is a way of drawing near to God and seeing God's heart more clearly. So I think it takes a commitment to, to God and to yourself. Um, When when you need something different, um, when you feel that dryness. Um, And I was almost to a point of desperation because um, my relationship with God had always been such a part of who I was and was, I I just valued it so tremendously. I was a leader in the women's ministry at my church. Mm. I was, um, filling pulpits, preaching around our region. Um, And I just, there were circumstances in my life that were challenging and, and making me feel depleted. Um, uh, And so I, it was almost out of a desperation that I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. I will try this. Mm. Mm. Dancing in the kitchen with God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going berry picking with God, um, watching the sunrise or watching a meteor shower or um, there are so many people say that they feel closest to God when they are in nature. Yeah. But how many of us actually pursue that as a regular discipline and a spiritual practice? Mm. We- kind of let it just happen when it happens, when it's convenient, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Um, it is so true. That is so true because I love, I've always grown up near the ocean. And when I mean near the ocean, it's like a kilometer away from my house. <laughs> so that's like really close. Like you can see the ocean yeah. from where I live, right? 
Uh, but um, you. yeah, yeah and I know it's it's so blessed because uh, you know over the weekend I was in the interior of the country and uh, they always talk about the ocean like oh you guys have this amazing ocean and I know that I love going to walk there and just having that time and it's it's but but it's like you're saying I I actually don't do it often you know maybe like three times a year. But that is where I yeah. love being and that is where I experience God. And mm. we actually almost yeah. don't make this time. You know, it's uh, it's very sad that we don't do that as human beings. But I think, like you said as well, as adults, I guess we see all these responsibilities we have and then time just rushes through. And it's something that we actually need to pause on and think on and go and and go, what is it that my heart actually needs? And what is it that I want to do again? Maybe it's building puzzles or maybe it's, mm-hmm. you know, taking that walk out. And like you said, nature is so, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's the, God is just abides in nature consistently. I don't know anyone that goes into nature and doesn't experience God. You know, <laughs> I've rarely ever heard a Christian be like, oh, I came back from, you know, being in nature and God, I didn't feel peace or contentment or fulfillment. Exactly. You know, it's it's just that sense that he, he's just there and it's amazing. And, you know, as we go to a song break, I I want to encourage you who are listening to us today to really think about this practice of play, this this practice of making time to be with God in a different way that also challenges you to let go maybe of control or what you've been taught. And I want to give you a few minutes while we listen to a song to just really ask the Holy Spirit as well to say, hey, maybe this is something that's speaking to me right now. This is a message from Laura to me. And God, what are you saying? So enjoy the song and we'll see you when we get back. You're with Lauren and Laura today on Voice of Change. And I hope that you've been here right from the beginning because we've been talking about having those play dates with God and just making that time. And I hope that you've used some time during the song break just to really reflect and to ask God, is there this kind of reality that I need to put into my life? And Laura, you know, I um, we received an email, my husband and I, from somebody quite some time ago, and they said that they were really struggling because in the spiritual community where they are, you know, it was very much taught there's a certain way to pray or a certain way to be with God. Uh, but they mm-hmm. they were driving past a field the one day and uh, they just felt God telling them to stop. And they stopped their car and they got out and they walked into the field. They sat down. And uh, he said that when he sat down, he was just there with God. Mm-hmm. He just experienced the presence of God in a way that he hadn't experienced in almost 20 years. And he kept returning to this field. And every time he went there to be with God, mm-hmm. you know, he experienced the the presence of God. He said he didn't have to say anything. He would just cry. You know, there was no words. It was just this beauty, this joy. But he said he began to feel like, what was he doing something wrong? Because you know, it wasn't fitting into that mold of what yeah. his community believed. And yeah. have you found that as well, that maybe from the outside, it seems strange to people what you're doing, or if you're not, you know, you can, it can be like people put judgment on you or some guilt on you too. 
Yeah, I think um, when I first started doing this, um, it was a little, I was a little self-conscious to share with um, the other adults in my life um, because they, it would, it would almost always cause a hesitation, you know, like you're doing what as a mm. spiritual practice? <laughs> um, play sort of needs, I think we need to reimagine what play means and, and give it a little more esteem. Um, because as a grown up, it, it can sound a little bit frivolous. And, and yeah, I was self-conscious initially, but what I found was that when, when I looked forward to and, and longed for and waited for all week long, that time with God, that the benefits in my spiritual life just far outweighed any kind of self-consciousness that I felt. Mm -hmm. And in the end, it was almost like I had this secret. And when people would ask me about it, or I would talk with them about this part of my spiritual life, instead of um, the, the judgment that I was fearful of, there would sort of be this um, quiet amusement, but also an acceptance and a recognition that this was something really special. Mm. And so I sort of became a play evangelist, I mm. guess, in my in my <laughs> relationships. And um, it was a lovely to watch because um, I, I did some... Uh, women's retreats around the book and and it was so lovely to watch women in particular allow themselves to be free enough to play purposelessly just for the joy of it mm -hmm. um, because as women we we wear so many hats right yeah. I mean we have so many roles that we play and we're often the ones holding it all together um, and it's, it's very hard for women to play is what I have found. Mm. Um, so I felt like I was giving these women a gift, um, by pointing out that, that, you know, our, our brains, God created our brains for mm. play. Mm. Um, there's, there, um, so many, um, studies that show that when we allow ourselves to get in the zone, that, that place where we are enjoying our activity so much that we lose track of time, that mm. our cerebral cortex actually um, grows. And, and also, wow. you know, our cerebellum, our cerebellum gets bigger too. Um, and so, so God created us and designed us to play. And when we play, we're engaging that part of our brain that, that um, is responsible for imagination. And that is the part of our brain that responds to an invisible God. Hmm. Um, so we, we are, we're not, it's not just um, without factual and scientific benefit basis, you know, it's, 
Mm-hmm. Play benefits our bodies and our brains, as well as our spiritual life. Um, so there's actually so- such a deeper, there's a deeper truth here. To I think that we're that play is something that we're supposed to be engaged in consistently, mm-hmm. and and it's not. Uh, something that you said earlier on as well, and I'm just paraphrasing, it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be, you know, that we have to travel somewhere exotic. No, no. <laughs> you have state that. of mind, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's that state of mind. I rem- recall a, a moment last year where I just felt uh, on a Sabbath day, I don't like to drive around, but I just felt that I needed to go to a specific hotel that I love. So when my husband and I got married, actually, and it's about a half an hour drive from here. But I was just prompted. It was it doesn't happen often. Got in my car and God was just like, I want you to go there. I want you to have some tea and I want you to sit in the lobby, you know. And I was like, okay, that's, that's cool. <laughs> I drove there and I sat in the lobby, ordered like a big pot of tea and, uh, I didn't realize it, but on a Saturday afternoon, they have a man playing a piano there. And it was just magic. I just sank into this big chair. It was like the world, there was a lot of people there. So people were walking around, but it was like they did not even exist. It was just Mm -hmm. me, the music of the piano and and just this holy presence of God. And uh, I was like, this is this is connection. This is being known by God. And that's the other thing. Uh, there's a movie that I love. I'm not going to say what the name is. It's a very old movie. But in the movie, Keanu Reeves falls in love with a girl that's uh, that's uh, Mexican. And uh, her grandfather says to Keanu Reeves in the film, he says, you know, her heart is Mexican. So you need to speak to her heart in a language that I can understand. And it was really cool because then uh, Keanu Reeves organizes one of those uh, serenades outside of her balcony because that's the language that her heart understands. And isn't it so true that God knows us so intimately that he knows the language of each of our hearts. It's different. And so when he engages us in play, is it is it so that it's because he knows us and the way that you would experience him in that play state yeah. and the way that I would and someone listening would is different. And that's why it's almost it's almost a beautiful journey with him to be known by him. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I feel like it's a it's a depth. Play is such a depth and it's about a language our heart understands as on an individual level as well. Yes. Yes. The things that, that fill your, your spirit may not be the same that as the ones that fill my spirit. And so play can look as different as there are number of individuals in the world. I mean, I have a friend who loves to make spreadsheets and that is play for her. (laughs) Now that is not for me. Thank you very much. But some people do love to play with numbers and some people Mm. love to cook and bake. And um, there's, we cannot get to the bottom of God. And I know that everything beautiful that is in me is because I bear his image and he brings out that beauty in me. 
when he speaks to me tenderly and leads me and invites me into this place of joy and play. Mm. So, yeah, mm. that's a great point. It's it's very diverse. Mm. God is is endless. You know, He's infinite, and mm. He is love. And uh, I think when we accept that invitation, and that's another thing. You know, you mentioned you felt that prompting. How many times? Do we feel that spirit just kind of tap, tap, tapping on our heart and we just dismiss it because we don't have time or mm. we have responsibilities or we, we, we think that it's, you know, not important. Um, mm. But when we slow down and listen and are present and introspective, then the spirit is talking with us all the time. Mm. Mm. I love that. And it's about, like you said, that slowing down and that listening. And in our world, it seems so noisy. We know we're overstimulated with social media, with news and work and family life, everything that's happening, but that mm-hmm. slowing down to listen we find those incredible moments. And I think that they're so simple. And that's the reminder sometimes that we need and that you're sharing with us as well. It doesn't have to be exorbitant. I had a friend once, you know, that said to me once that she was just going through a hard day and she just felt that prompting as well, just to go to her room and light a candle, you know, be in that space. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't about lighting a candle and praying. It was like, go to your room, just in the darkness, just full of darkness with just lighting a candle. And she just sat there uh, for like a half an hour, but she came out and she said, I don't know what happened in that, in that space. I couldn't tell you, but I came out there completely different. And it was just that sense of following that prompting that God was just saying, come and sit with me, you know, and uh, let's light a candle together. And I thought that her words were always so beautiful because she said, I can't tell you what happened in that moment. It wasn't like I was praying. There was no music playing. There was no worship going on, you know, in that sense, you know, with music. It was just me in that space with God. And these are the reminders that we need that you're sharing with us as well today that we have to, you know, when we feel that prompting, just just go with what God is saying. What is he telling you to do in this moment, you know? And um, I think it was, uh, I think I read it. I mean, I read your book uh, from cover to cover. And I think you shared an interesting story because I marked some down about a squirrel. What was true? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) yes. My super soaker experience. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And I always thought it was so cute because we had a lot of squirrels where we used to live, you know, and they used to do the same thing. Yes, he was raiding my um, bird feeder, I believe it is what it was, yeah. or my garden, and I was praying by the window and um, just could not, I was on my face on the floor, and I just could not get in a good groove, and I peeked up, and there was that squirrel, <laughs> And um, my boys were younger and they had their super soaker guns nearby from a um, 
a squirt gun battle they've been in recently. And so I just filled that baby up and I just let that squirrel have it. And <laughs> I laughed so hard. Um, no squirrels were harmed in this. Disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> just, just wet, just got a little wet. Um, and I felt God laughing with me, just the silliness and the joy of that moment, interrupting what is usually kind of a very sober, quiet time um, of prayer. And it was such a such a wonderful joy to to feel God's laughter mm. and his presence with, with that. Um, yeah just silliness. I think God has a wonderful sense of humor. Mm, If you don't believe that, then just tell him what your plans are, right? Isn't that the old saying? (laughs) Totally. I, I, I agree with you. I think God's got such a, a, a good sense of humor, you know, and, and I was reflecting this morning on a friend and myself many years ago, went to Israel on a trip together. She lives overseas now, so I miss her a lot. But oh. we went to, on a trip to Israel and I had an iPod, you know, back in the day when we carried oh, an yes. iPod around. <laughs> and yes. uh, my brother had had this iPod and he had loaded music. On, he just put it into his computer and, and all the music that was on his computer would just automatically go into the iPod. But I didn't check, you know, because I had all mm. my like spiritual music on and I was feeling very <laughs> spiritual, you know. Yeah. And we, we're driving in this van through the desert in Israel and it's such oh, a beautiful yeah. experience and it was lovely. And it was beautiful and everyone was very like somber in the van. And I put my headphones on the back of the van. I just wanted this moment, you know, just to speak with God. And it was so funny because I've I've got my headphones on. I'm listening to this very spiritual song. And the next song was like a really funny song. Uh, Like it wasn't a spiritual song at all. It was one of my brother's really funny (laughs) songs. Like not a, not like a dodgy, weird, sketchy song. It was just a a funny song where a guy was singing like in a different, in Afrikaans, like in the the language you speak here. And Uh, it was really funny about like a tick getting stuck in his skin and his friend had to bring a spade and and get it out. And not that was spiritual at all. Very <laughs> spiritual, right? No, not at all. And and I just started laughing and I just felt God's holy laughter with me, you know, because it was such a moment. And I think I gave it to my friend that was with me on the trip and uh, I put it on her ears. I was like, you've got to hear the song, man. It's 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 a it's a God song. And I put it on her ears and she has such a good sense of humor. And she just needed the bathroom <laughs> after that. She was in hysterics. And I just felt it's the best, right? And that was 2006. So that was a long time ago. But that moment was like, God was like, here we go. Let's just have some fun. (laughs) Yeah. And you still remember that. It was so impactful. Exactly. And I think that that's, that's the thing that I loved about your squirrel story as well. It's that silliness when we let ourselves just be, you know, and it's so beautiful. And so, Laura, I want to say thank you so much for being here with me today, for inspiring us and and giving us permission as well to to be invited Mm -hmm. by God to play. And and I want to thank you for that. And thank you for sharing your stories with us today. It's my pleasure. My pleasure. And I really 
know that your book play dates with god is available on amazon so everyone in south africa can go on over there you can get the kindle the ebook as well and you will really enjoy the stories and everything that laura shares and um again laura thank you so much i just pray that you have a blessed wonderful rest of your day and yeah that god will just continue to bless you for the rest of 2023 thank you lauren you also I hope that you're feeling a little bit more inspired. I know that I've had so much fun spending time with Laura and just reflecting on the glimmers. I've actually been thinking about that during the song now, about the glimmers, the moments that I really remember in my life, you know, over the last while, or maybe there were some years back, like the story I shared about in Israel, random story. And uh, maybe you have a moment like that that's happened, those moments that you remember, One of the things I love doing when I visit my parents is that we, the three of us often sit around and we reminisce sometimes about these magical moments that we've had in life. And most of them revolve around when we travel together, as I've always been blessed to be able to travel with my parents and go around the world with them. And, and you know, when you travel, and I'm sure that this happened to you, whether it's locally or whether it's overseas, there are always funny things that happen along the way. And those moments become memories and those memories are not just the dusty ones that we can't recall, but they're actually the moments of glimmer, the moments that remind me that, you know, life is not serious, but sometimes it turns around to be quite fun and they're really glimmers and they're really glimpses. And it's, it's special moments like that, that really make life so sweet. And I pray that we will be able to bring that into our relationship with God and sometimes not be so serious about how we see spirituality. Although, you know, our life with God is serious and we need to walk according to his word. But even in walking according to his word, there's a lot of fun to be had, a lot of joy to be had. So may you begin to experience and begin to organize and begin to just really feel the need to have those play dates with God. I pray that your heart has been touched and stirred during this conversation with Laura. And don't forget that if you want to listen to this again, or if you have a friend that needs to hear that, you know, they can play a bit as well in their relationship with God, go on over to our podcast page on our website, it's at kpulpit.co.za and these podcasts are all up there and you can listen to it again and again and again and send it over to friends who need to hear that maybe their dry season just needs some play. So it's been so great to be with you here on Voice of Change. It is me, Lauren Jacobs, signing out until next week. Take care, God bless and shalom, shalom. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.